Welcome into another edition of the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Trip, joined as always by fellow host Evan at the Daily Wolves at Not D. Wolfson, special guest in the metaphorical building today, the in arena host for the Timberwolves and Lynx, MC John B on all socials. John, appreciate you hopping on, my man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. I think we should start right away. Obviously, from a fan perspective, been to a bunch of games when I lived in the city, seen you a ton of times. Just curious. Um, off the bat, like Wolves are having a historical season, best probably, if not the best, definitely one of a handful of the best teams in the league right now. Just curious from like a fan perspective, how big of a shift in dynamic have you noticed just in terms of like the energy and the building and the sold out every game on a Tuesday? It's like, what, what what's the experience been like for you, say, from kind of when you first started, call it your quote unquote rookie year with the organization to now would be curious kind of what 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 that versus today looks like from your point of view. Right. So the biggest mm-hmm. thing for me that I've noticed this year is that people are in their seats before the game starts. Okay. Like looking at last night and I, even like the 30 minutes before uh, game time, the building was 60% full. And I'm yep. like, I've rarely seen that in my time at Target Center. And this was, again, a random Thursday. I don't know it's Dallas and it's Luca, but that's happened all season long, where it's 60% full when I crack the mic 30 minutes before game time. And when I, when we light it up before pregame and we have everybody turn their cell phones on and we do the pregame intro, like, it's full. It's 100% full. So shout out to Target Center staff. Shout out to everybody getting everybody in the building before the games, making sure everybody's there before pregame. Um, there is not and there's rarely an empty seat or an empty section, empty group of seats. It's it's full and ready to go at tip off. And that's the biggest difference that I've seen this year than compared to previous years. Yeah, yeah it looked packed. It looked packed on TV like um, I was watching, obviously, from from away just because I live in Phoenix uh, for those listening. But um, the Target Center, every time I'm tuning in this year, the stadium looks packed and i can hear it through the tv unlike an energy i haven't really heard in the past uh is that just that's just the fact of the winning or or like what other things have you noticed why is the arena so packed um it is the fact of them winning this is a historic run as you said um they're 23 and 7 over the first 30 games which is the best start in franchise history Mm-hmm. So people want to see that. You've also had some really good matchups uh, the past, past few weeks with the Lakers and the Mavericks and the Kings and the in-season tournament had a lot to do with that as well, too. Um, and then again, I expect the same thing on Saturday night against LeBron and the Lakers as well. Absolutely. I think I have a, a kind of a nerd out question that I like to nerd out about because yeah. uh, my, my older brother spent many years in radio in, in the Detroit market and in the Miami, Florida market. And um, just curious, like, how, I'm, I'm assuming your background is relatively similar, um, but I'm curious, how, how did you get into this and how did the, this role come about for you? So my background is not in radio. <laughs> it's I'm a marketing professional. I'm the marketing mm-hmm. director of a nonprofit in North Minneapolis. Okay. Like, how does a marketing professional get a job like this? Um, I just told this story last night. Um, this was a dare. Um, it was a dare by my wife. So about 10 years ago, I was sitting in my seats because I was a season ticket holder, just mm-hmm. like anybody else. Uh, what? Shout out, shout out to Section 104. We're okay. Oh. Those were my there seats. we go. Um, 
And I would always, the year before I started, I would always make fun of the host. I was like, I could do better than that. I, I'm so much better than them. Like, I, this is, I, why am I watching this? Like, I can do better than this. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting at work one day and I was working for Target at the time. And I get a text message from my wife and she says, put your money where your mouth is. She sends me the open audition for the in arena host for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm like, all right, I'll just do this to kind of like calm her down and just be like, okay, I did it, but they didn't like me kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I sign up for the audition. I go in and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, there's nothing in target center. It's empty. Like there's no hoops. There's no court. It's a concrete slab on the ground. Yep. It's echoey. You have, you're kind of thrown off by how massive target center is when there's not a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. You're on the floor. And so they had me do a game and a read. And I was like, okay, I did it. And I, I, I tell you, I was so nervous. I was the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life doing anything. <laughs> Cause I was like, man, I'm actually doing this. Yeah. And, and I did it. And I was like, cool. And I was wearing my custom Jersey that I had with like a tie. Cause it was like an interview, but it wasn't an interview. I felt like yeah. such a rube just like coming in here as a fan and doing this. Like who am I to do this? But I was like, I'm going to do it. So I did it. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call back. I was like, okay, you know, I'm not bad. Like, I'm not awful. Yeah. I was like, I'm better than most half the people that probably signed up. So, like, they want to see me again. I was like, cool. So, I went and did it again, did the same thing. A little less nervous this time for the second audition. And then they called me back a third time. And I was like, oh, this is serious. Because they don't do three <laughs> callbacks. They're like, you're... Nope. So, they did... This one was a little bit more intensive. They had me do an on-camera interview. They had me do... Uh, some other things as well um, and then talk about myself and who I was and things like that and so I did it I was like okay I went through the process three interviews I was like oh that's that's good for me my wife's like yeah you did pretty good I was like okay so mm-hmm. don't hear anything for like six weeks nothing no response huh. nothing so I'm like okay they found somebody and they're just kind of waiting yeah. to tell me that they found someone I get a call I'm sitting in my backyard in a random September and I get a call mm-hmm. and they're like, John, congratulations. We're going to try you out for like six weeks to see what happens. Wow. Never done this before. Having a season ticket holder, like do something like this. This is completely unprecedented. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right, six weeks. I can handle that. And they're like, if it doesn't work, you can go back up to your seats in January. And, you know, it's no no harm, no foul, I guess. I was like, all right, I, I'll, I'll go with that. So six weeks turned into six months, turned into now this is my 10th season doing oh, it. Wow. And wow. Um, not anybody can do this job, but mm-hmm. I, I want to say I proved I, anybody could do this job if you have, yeah. if you're in the right place at the right time. And people ask me, well, how do you do it? You know, did you just know somebody? I was like, no, it was complete luck. It was absolute luck. Mm-hmm. And I got it. And I and I don't deny that anytime. So I was just in the right place at the right time. Well, That's major sweet. major shout out to your wife yeah. for that one. Um, yeah, major she... assist. Do you remember her reaction when you told her, "Hey, I got the job"? Yeah, she was standing right next to me. Actually, I was sitting with her in the backyard. Oh, hey. uh, yeah, she was pregnant with our son. She's about three months pregnant at the time, okay. and and I was like, "I got this job," and she's like, "What?" And she was. 
surprised. And she's like, she was genuinely happy because she knows how much I love this team. Yeah. How much I want to work for this team. Uh-huh. And she was she was excited. She's been uh, my biggest cheerleader throughout this whole thing. She knows how excited I am, how much I enjoy being at Target Center. Um, she knows she's kind of accept this has been our life. And people are like, well, they ask her, how do you let him just be at Target Center for 41 games? I'm like, well, he's working. He's making money. Like, he's yeah. doing what he loves to do. And so yeah. I've kind of taken that and it's, it's really helped. And now we have two kids and that's all they've known is dad doing that. So I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful to be in this position. I'm so grateful for her. And I, uh, I say I blame her for it, but I also thank her for it as well too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, and it's great to hear. I mean, obviously yeah. it doesn't always necessarily translate, but you would assume majority of the people going out for it are big fans. Didn't know you were such a diehard and such a, you know, season dedicated season ticket holder, but that makes it all the more special because you know, like I mentioned, it could, they could have hired some radio guy who, Maybe yeah. likes basketball, but isn't necessarily the biggest Timberwolves fan. I think that shows in yeah. all your performance, at least in my experience going to the games. It was pretty evident your passion for the team. But I'm curious mm. before now, now kind of understanding your passion and your season yeah. ticket holder status, all that. Before we dive into kind of, I guess, this year, because I think it's important we talk, we talk about this team a bit. I'm just curious. Uh, but I think so many people just assume, yo, you show up, you got a routine, you're running these 10 promos with, you know, Minnesota State Lottery, whoever it is. Um, curious, kind of what, what is that? So obviously you work nine to five, but what is that that day-to-day on a game day experience kind of look like for you? I'm, I'm assuming, like, I guess, do you park in the player parking lot? Uh, like, what, what, <laughs> what time do you get there? What's that? Just walk us through kind of the journey of, like, a call it a seven o'clock game on a Thursday. Sure. So I'll give you last night, for example. Um I arrived to Mayo Clinic Square at five o'clock in Mayo Clinic Square. I go up to the offices. I chat with our um, live performing, live performance and and entertainment team. So Um, Mm -hmm. LP&E, executive director. We have uh, a staff of like five or six that work with, you know, putting on the show on a day-to-day basis inside Tim Rolls, but then also the Target Center staff as well. There's a uh-huh. lot of people that help put on that staff. So it's a run-through scripts and any sort of performances that we're doing. Uh, right now, it's just me. So I have the majority of everything on court and everything that's handled on court. So it's it's uh, it's a lot. I just have to make sure. And, you know, I've done a lot of this stuff, so it's it's almost second nature at this point. Yeah, I make the joke. I probably could do it blindfold, or them not handing me a script and say go, and they could tell me two seconds before, and I could rip something off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's definitely um, it's it's gotten into a routine at this point after ten years, and you know exactly kind of what's coming. Um, we do have some new stuff every once in a while, so we'll run through those to make sure that I've got it. Um, the crunch skits that him and I go through. Um, Crunch and I will run through those when he has a specific uh, thing that he needs to accomplish or wants to do. Or like, for example, we had a skit with the Lakers. Uh, was the Lakers? Yeah, it was the Lakers game last week, and mm-hmm. he pied a Lakers fan in the face. So we ran yeah. with that uh, with Crunch and the contestants as well too. Um, but obviously not the Lakers fan. We just did it with the Wolves fans. Um, so. Uh, 
everything is different depending on the game. But, you know, get there at 530, walk over to the arena, say hi to security, Johnny Krasinski, uh, Marnie. I talk to you about two or three minutes every game. Dane Moore usually sits courtside. I talk to him. Um, you know, I, I talk to just about everybody that comes through. Uh, and then you get, you know, mic'd up and ready to go. One more run over the host script just to make sure I've got it. Make sure everybody else got it. Go over to say hi to Jed at the uh, scorers table, the PA announcer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 6.15, it's lights on. Hey, everybody, welcome to Target Center. That's really what it goes through. And so that's the that's the pregame stuff. I love it. Yeah, shout out to my friend David Simons, who is a marketing assistant. Now he's a group events assistant at Target yeah. Center. I don't know if you've met him, but um, he helps pick fans, or he used to pick fans out from the audience. And yeah, that's the uh, so great dude. I, I know it's a full operation. Like, how do I get picked? And I always mm-hmm. full is luck. It's completely lucky. You have to be in the right place at the right time. Like, I can't tell you where to be or who to yeah. talk to or like, it really is just luck. They just pick random people out of the crowd that look like they're going to succeed in the contest. Because ultimately, we want people who are going to win contests. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it is funny when people lose. Like, don't get me wrong. When people yeah. lose at tic-tac-toe or match the pack, it's hilarious. But ultimately, we want people to win. That's the ultimate yeah. goal. Yeah, I was picked and I did not win. So I guess that's funny. Jarrett Culver beat me in a balloon contest where we had to knock over solo cups. I told you that before the show, but I have a video of it still to this day. Like I said, felt pretty confident going into it, but the anxiety sets in as soon as you see all the fans staring at you and cheering you on. And your hype up speech you gave me before certainly helped, but uh, couldn't pull off the W for you. So I apologize, but still all nonetheless, what a one of one awesome experience. Um, did you that, do you remember what I said to you? I you were like, hey, t- you asked me a little bit about myself for kind of to, to you know, my name and yeah. you know passions and blah blah blah. I told you, obviously the Jarrett Culver thing was cool because I went to Texas Tech and obviously yeah. he did too, so um, that was a cool. But no, I, I I mean I remember about a third of the words you told me because again, okay. as soon as I shook <laughs> your hand, I was like, I, I can't I can't even like focus. I was so nervous, but, um, and I'm an outgoing person. So that what, again, what you do is, uh, I'm sure it's second nature to you, but I can, I, when you said like the interview process, man, that was, I can imagine you felt a lot like I did, even though I was just a contestant. And so, uh, big shout out to you there. Um, but good times. It's awesome. I love it. Um, Evan, why don't we talk a little bit about the 2023, 24 season? Ooh, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I'm sure a lot of people here are ready for this portion too. Everyone's excited. Win last night against the Dallas Mavericks. Another game where a star isn't playing against the Wolves. That's actually crazy. We've had so many games this year. We're not playing against LeBron. Players are always sitting out, I feel like, against the Wolves. Uh, Hopefully we get some stars coming into Target Center soon because, you know, I feel like fans want to see that. They pay good money, especially the Lakers game. I know you were talking about, John, like, when you were running stuff a week ago, that was a game where people were super excited to come see the Timberwolves versus D'Angelo Russell versus LeBron James, you know, the Western yeah. conference final Lakers from last year. And he didn't play, which was a shame. Um, hopefully he plays in a couple of days. Cause I know that's a big game at target center when, uh, yeah. when they all play, but it's been a fun season, 23 and seven first in the West still right there battling with the Boston Celtics this whole year uh, for the best record in the NBA. I don't think I could have seen this coming. I don't think many people could have seen this coming. This Wolves team 
they look good. They have the pieces right now, it seems like. They have defenders, guys who want to play defense. They established the identity before the season, which is really yeah. translated to wins, which is huge. I think Rudy's impact has been uh, undeniable how much he's brought to the team since he's actually came here. Um, and then you have, obviously, the, the Mike Conley trade with D'Angelo Russell, who's really, you know, it's been a game changer for the Timberwolves. So seeing all this come together, them have the offseason, and then uh, obviously have guys who are taking more, you know, the next steps as young players, like Nas Reed improving, like uh, Jaden McDaniels improving, and then Anthony Edwards having that phenomenal, uh, you know, Team USA run this summer. I think that's kind of when uh, I knew something special was brewing, is when you saw what he was doing for Team USA, and then uh, you kind of had that good, excited feeling coming to the year. But yeah. just just the way they've been playing, guys, like, I guess, John, like, since we're, since we're having you on, uh, me and Trip have talked a lot about it. I'll get your opinion, Trip. What's something this year you didn't see coming that surprised you? Uh, could be a player, could be just the team, could be anything. What Did you have something, was there some special feeling that you had coming into the year, and then what have you seen this year that actually has surprised you about this team? So the biggest surprise for me has been their defense, mm -hmm. their overall team defense. I didn't think it was this good. I didn't know it was going to be this good. Um, so if you look at last year and Cap missing 52 games was a huge, huge thing. You know, they were out of a home playoff spot by maybe a couple of games. Are, are you telling me that without Cat in the lineup, they don't win some of those games last year? So mm -hmm. in, the, in that mindset... I thought this year would be that year we thought would be last year because Cat's going to be in the lineup. Everybody's healthy. Um, that's been their biggest thing as well, too. Everybody sort of stayed relatively healthy. We've missed a few games here or there. Um, but the biggest surprise is their team defense. I did not know it was going to be that good. Mm -hmm. And there are possessions that I see them flying around and creating 24-second shot clocks and terrible shots and – when they rotate and everybody's moving, it is something to watch. Like, I look forward to watching them on defense. It is so crazy. And so that's been the biggest change for me this year. I uh, I would agree. Like, one of the things that I think has been a, a big part of that is, uh, you know, everyone thought Rudy was going to come here and be a great defender, which he has been, right? But yeah. it's it's Carl Anthony Towns taking that leap this year. I yes. had, I mean, I think Tripp and I talked about it. We had, we didn't see that coming. We didn't see Cat turning into uh, a very good defender by all metrics right now. Um, it's it's not just that point where he's a passable defender anymore. I mean, he's right. actually taken that leap. I'm wondering if that has a lot to do with, you know, Rudy Gobert just kind of coaching him and teaching him since he's been here. I think it's Cat's willingness to to also do what it takes to win you know cat's been mired with mm -hmm. you know, he's not a winner he's not this he's not that and cat's just like i'm gonna show y'all i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do offensively and i'm gonna do what i do defensively to make sure this team wins and so cat has taken it upon himself to you know be really strong on the defensive end he's shut down some of those fours that they said they couldn't guard like cat's a very skilled athletic he's just like, Cat, if he was 6'9", he would be, you know, considered, like, a great power forward. But he's mm -hmm. 7 feet, and so people label him as this center. Cat's a four in, in all sense of the words. Like, he's athletic enough to stay with fours, and he's big enough to get around fours, traditional fours, as it were, mm -hmm. new NBA. So 
shout out to Cat, man. He's done his thing this season, and I have been just I, – I, I give him so much kudos and so much credit for this year. That's amazing. And, and you've been there since the beginning, yep. since his rookie year. So you've got to see Carl Anthony Towns really grow as a person in the yep. early part of his career. Um, do you think – Cat was just, you know, was he focused on something different or was it just like, a, is it a men- all mentality thing or like, how did it, you know, what have you like seen where it kind of like you saw his development or what changed really? Cat's, um, Cat uh, was 19 at the time he came to the league. So <laughs> of course. He was a kid. And so his development just comes from being more of an adult, you know, being more of a, you know, more that leader that we all need. Because his goal has always been the same, is bring a championship to Minnesota. He said it from day one. He said it, you know, I remember him saying when the Rudy trade happened, it's championship or bust. And that's been his mindset. And now he has the team around him that can actually, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, can actually win an NBA championship. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 legit. I, I yes. Me and Trip have texted back and forth where it started from pre predictions, what they could finish in the West, to now moving up to okay, we're in the top part, like we're securing home court for sure. Then it's moved up to holy crap, this is for real. These this team's for real. They could they're they're not just good, they're a contender. They're in the top teams in the league yes. where you have this window and um you know, you have that kid, you always need someone on your team who's I feel like in the playoffs, he can take over a game. And yep. now the Timberwolves have that in Anthony Edwards. Yep. And I think Carl was great, but I just think that skill that – I just think Ant has something that you can't teach. And, and I'm not trying to put anything on Carl, but Ant just has it. And when the bright lights are on, he has it. And what we saw in the Denver series and what we saw in the Memphis series so far in his young playoff career, I mean – that kid is so special. And the way that when he's locked in, like he was the other night, uh, last night dropping his season high this year, and he's playing defense, he's playing on both ends, there's not many players in the league ever who can do what that kid does. Um, Anthony Edwards is Michael Jordan-esque with a three-pointer. That's mm-hmm. what Anthony Edwards is. And I'm, I'm not saying that he's the next Michael, like, but it's Michael Jordan-esque. And I grew up watching Michael. And this is like, I thought Dwayne Wade was the closest person and Kobe, they were the closest people to Michael. Anthony Edwards is that next person who is the closest person to Michael Jordan. And he just has a three pointer to go along with it. Like Ant shooting, what does he shoot? Like something around 38% from three. Uh-huh. And Michael didn't shoot that well from three. It's just because it wasn't a part of the game at the time. But Ant pulling up from threes, I have no doubts he's going to bury those as well, too. But you're you talking about his tenacity on defense, his like his willingness to shut you down, his willingness to show you I am him, um, has every sort of that stamps that Michael has. Absolutely. Trip, uh, you think uh, so? We've seen Anthony Edwards. I know. Um, I wanted to ask you this too. Like, I think Anthony Edwards. Not only does he just play well, and he and people see that on the team, right? But he just has this. Uh, he just has this like personality, this like like charisma, this this feeling that draws people together. Um, and also he just has he instills that confidence. I mean, we all hear the way that he talks about his teammates and he just makes everyone I feel like on that team walk around with that type of swag that they can win and and makes people feel special. Like they're not just a role player. 
they're really part of this. You know what I mean? It's it, there's not like that separation like there might be in high school with here's the popular kids, here's the the other kids. Like I, I feel like he makes everybody just feel and walk like they're all part of the cool kids table, man. I agree. What's I mean, up? I just, I, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think my next thing for him is I'd like. And I think it's happening, but, you know, being in Minnesota, maybe it's a little less talked about, but I think the next step for him is just consistently year over year being talked about as the guy in the NBA, the face of the NBA. I know some former players have podcasts that think he could be it, but I just want to continue to see him evolve and, and, and ideally be kind of, I guess, the face of the league. And I truly believe that he's right there. John, I'd be curious for you, like what? During this next stretch, I guess, of the remainder of this season, what what are what are one or two things you're looking to see from from this group? Obviously, you know, one of the better best, you know, number one in the West right now. But just curious, right. realistic kind of expectations for the remainder. Um, when I said I, when I was talking to people inside the organization over the summer, and I was like, and all the moves they made, I was like, this is the second best team in the West. You know, I had to give Denver their flowers because of their champs. Yep. Um, finishing in the top four, obviously, you know, right now. And I look at there's a stat there's a website I go to playoffstatus.com and they have percentages of where teams are going to finish. Right now the Wolves have a 60 percent chance of finishing as the number one seed in the West. That's and insane. That's insane, right? As of today, 60 percent chance. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so <laughs> you look at this stretch that they're in right now, and there were 16 games of teams over 500. Right yeah. now, I think they're at a six and three clip. If they continue that six and three clip throughout the season, I don't have any doubts that they will finish as the number one seed. And then after that, it's all matchups in the playoffs. Who are you going to get in round one? And, yeah. you know, there are a couple of teams I don't feel like we match up very well with, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't No team scares me like, oh my gosh, I don't want them in the first round or no. So I'm I, at this point. I'm just like whoever we get in the first round is whoever we get. Just bring it on. We're gonna have home court advantage. Um, they're gonna be really good at home. They're having a they're gonna have a gaudy record at home, something like twenty five and six or you know twenty four and seven, something to that point. Um, and I'm thinking that's thirty one games, forty one games, thirty five and six, thirty four and seven. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Getting game one at home, yeah. as well too in round one. That's the only thing I really want because that's happened twice in our history. And I want to say, crack the mic, welcome to game one of round one in the NBA playoffs. I want to say that so bad. That would be like just – it's crazy. When you say those things, it's just – when you said the stat about 60%, it just – 60%. I I can't even believe those were – like we all have – like I said, we all haven't seen the season coming. No experts saw it. Nobody. We thought we were – they're good, but – we're all blown away. So to be in this position, um, to see them this late in the season, I mean, we made it to the Christmas, you know, Christmas day. We were first in the West. I mean, that's, that alone is, is ridiculous. So it's just, and just to see Minnesota starting to really come about, I think it's been really cool. I, I think you're seeing a lot more engagement on social yep. media. Sure. You're seeing it beyond, uh, uh, I'm seeing people that never talked about the Timberwolves uh, that I know from Snapchat, uh, you know, Instagram, wherever I've seen it. And they're talking about the Timberwolves. They're starting to become the team here in Minnesota yeah. that people are talking about. And so many people for so many years have, haven't had a good reason, right? And you right. can't blame them. They've talked about the Vikings for years. We've talked about the Minnesota Wild. Well, this team's 
legit. This is this is probably the closest team out of the you know the big major sports teams in Minnesota uh, that have a chance right now to do something special. And I think um, you know this this team has a very very strong fan base, absolutely of diehard fans that stuck by through all the years. And I think we can credit a lot of that to Kevin Garnett really establishing it back in the day. Yep. Um, but man, it it's the reaction when they made it to the play-in tournament uh, the first time and they won the game and then been in the playoffs or, or I should say even when Jimmy was here even before that, and they finally got to the playoffs, that reaction videos of people honking their horns all through the streets, the chance <laughs> through the hallways target center. It was just, that was crazy. I was at that game and I can't even imagine what it'd be like the energy in the building to be hosting the home court advantage first round of the playoffs. You're a high seed. I just think the city has a chance to go crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if we made it past the first round, it might look like we won the NBA finals here. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, I remember the Denver game, game 82, as we all effectively yep. call it. Um, and it was like a huge weight was sort of lifted off the city for this, you know, because if you look at Minneapolis, St. Paul as a market, we have not had a men's championship in 30 one yeah since 91 right the world series six years old i was six years old when it happened it has been 31 years it'll be 32 in two days and it's 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 time it is time for this market this state this region and i'm including north dakota south dakota iowa and all of that to have a title to have a parade down Hennepin Avenue or Nicollet Mall, wherever we want to have it, and just the city to go nuts in April, in May, and God willing, even in June. Um, I would love that. I remember Game 82. I remember that playoff series. I remember at the hotel bar across the street after Game 3 when we won, Mm -hmm. and I got the Wolves fans in the bar, and I see the Houston Rockets sitting there. There's Chris Paul and James Harden. To mm-hmm. right over there, and I got all the Wolves fans start chanting "Wolves in six, Wolves in six. <laughs> uh, this That's, fan base yes. is going to go bananas. Even if, like, if we come out in game one and we like blow the doors off, the, and you're gonna hear Wolves fans chant "Wolves in four, like or sweep. You will oh, yeah. hear them chant that, and it'll be glorious. And I'm just gonna bask in it because I've been there for the lean years. Uh, I sat in those seats in 08. I was there mm-hmm. in 10, like in 11 and 12. Just like, man, when, whenever this happens, like Minnesota's a basketball town. I don't care what anybody says. We are a basketball town. And so let's just, let's get after it. And we love this team. So, you know, the fact that we're 23 and 7 right now before New Year's Eve, it, it's fantastic. Love it. And they're Last finally taking it. You mentioned you're a marketing professional, so you'll probably appreciate this question. But just curious from your standpoint, what 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 can fans really expect if they come out to Target Center? Right. I mean, when you you know working in marketing, you know, I mean, yeah, more the big the better the team does, the more fan affair there is. Realistically, the better right. brands are going to come to the table with cooler offerings. The fan experience only improves with that. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I haven't been out there this year, but just for my time, even when we weren't all that good. It was already great in fan ex- in game experience for the fans, but I'm curious just what 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 uh, what what can fans really expect if they're coming out to Target Center for a game this year? Anything bigger planned? What what can we expect? 
Um, well, we have the classic edition this year, and that's been really nice. It's our 35th anniversary, and Beautiful those jerseys. throwback oh. original jerseys have been phenomenal. Amazing. Uh, um, I love it. <laughs> I love I love the blues a little bit better than the whites. Um, but you know, it's still, it's still crisp. It's still clean. This is, we'll have 12 of those games this year. So you'll get to see a lot of that A new court. We've had two new courts already. I think we're going to get one more for the city edition Jersey, Mm -hmm. uh, later this year. Um, it's just, it's an experience. It's, it's fun. It's inviting. It's, we want everybody a part of it. Um, and that's what you expect. You expect a friendly staff from target center. Um, you expect people to help each other out, you know, when they're there, if you have questions about stuff, there's plenty of staff to answer those questions and they're there for everybody. So you can always get something out of it, whether it's just a chuckle from what crunch is doing or what I'm doing, um, a hype moment, you know, or, you know, just as simple as turning your flashlights on, you know, right before tip off, when we go dark, I want everybody's flashlights on. I want us to light that place up. I want us to be loud. I want us to stand before we, you know, make a basket. You know, I want to do all that stuff with everybody, you know, because not only is it, it, it's my team, it's everybody's team. And so let's just come in, have a good time. It's very, you know, we're all here together. Let's just have a good time with it. And that's what you're going to expect from me. There you have it. It's rare when a team starts this good. And so for those listening right now and you haven't made it out, you definitely should come out because, it, like we said, it's been so – this is the best start in franchise history. Yep. It's just rare in any sport where, you know, last season the Vikings had a magical year where, you know, they were winning all these close games. It's rare when this kind of stuff happens in an alliance. But when it does happen, it's great to be a part of it. Uh, John obviously does a great part, making everyone feel included as well. Uh, like he said, it's not his team. It's not their team. It's our team. It's everyone's team. So you should definitely make it out. Yep. Trip, you got anything to add here? That's it. Thanks, John, for coming on. Everyone can find you on socials, Instagram, Twitter at MCJohnB. That's M-C-J-O-N-B. John yep. without the H. John, <laughs> appreciate you hopping on. Anything else you've got for the fans you want to share? Um, Not really. Just come, have a good time, get loud, and uh, go Wolves. Wolves back. Yes, sir. Thanks for hopping on.